0: Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Dependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. I know it's been a while since I posted a podcast, it's been almost two weeks, but there wasn't really anything on the MMA side uh, as far as news and content to talk about. And I just was kind of taking a break. Um, been grinding out, been very consistent with videos and podcasts every week, but I'm back and perfect timing too because there's a lot to talk about but uh, I'm gonna finish up the intro if, if there's anybody you know family friends best friend girlfriend husband wife cousin whoever uh, your neighbor if he loves combat sports or she loves combat sports shares independently minded with them and be a good neighbor because it's the best combat sports podcast out there so on this episode of zendependently minded uh, I have a lot of things to talk about there's a lot of news to talk about when it comes to combat sports and MMA um, UFC specifically Um, I know in boxing there's been a lot of chirping everybody wants to fight Tyson Fury Tyson Fury will whoop everyone's butt according to him and uh, as far as boxing goes there hasn't been any actual bouts signed and agreed upon yet so there's nothing really to talk about there but on the UFC side there's a lot Um, first thing I wanted to talk about UFC 250 Um, a little bit of an underwhelming card but it's going to be headlined main event uh, the main event's going to be Amanda Nunez. She's going to attempt to defend her belt against Felicia Spencer. So, I think I think Amanda Nunez and Felicia Spencer are both good wrestlers. Obviously, Amanda Nunez trains at American Top Team, um, wrestling heavy. Uh, she's got heavy hands, of course. She knocked out Chris Cyborg in like 30 seconds, 40 seconds, whatever. But, I think her size is going to be too much for Felicia Spencer. And I think she's just going to wrestle her to oblivion and win by ground and pound i'm predicting a fourth round tko she's gonna tire felicia spencer out with her size and she's gonna ground and pound her to victory um and that's about that's that that's all i really have to say about ufc 250 um i believe Algermaine sterling is fighting Corey Sandhagen that that um card i believe which is also another really good fight Algermaine sterling is one of the best in the bantamweight division and now that henry cejudo has vacated the belt um we could see him fighting for the title soon uh but I'm going to get to that later because there is a title fight that has been made for that division um so another thing I wanted to talk about was Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker I believe that is officially signed and it's going it's going to happen in the middle of June I forget it's going to be a fight night I'm really excited to see Dustin Poirier come back um Dan Hooker recently got a controversial decision win over Paul Felder um I think he's getting a little too. He's kind of feeding into his own hype. He thinks that he's better than he really is. And of course, I got respect for him. He's a good fighter, but he he's nowhere near Dustin Poirier's level. And I think Dustin will finish him pretty quickly. Um, it's gonna be fun to see Dustin come back. See if he's improved any any parts of his takedown defense. Possibly, uh, maybe even his submission game. He's always had a pretty decent um, dangerous submission game. So. We'll have to see if Dustin Poirier can bounce back and get a W, and I do think he'll get a W. I'm predicting he's going to knock out Dan Hooker by the third round. Um, Pretty sure that's going to be a five-rounder, but it's not going to matter. It's not going to go the distance. Dan Hooker is not going to be able to withstand Dustin Poirier's onslaught, his boxing, his powerful right hooks. It's it's going to be too much for him, and I'm excited to see Diamond come back. The next thing I wanted to talk about uh, was Conor McGregor basically versus everybody everybody wants to fight conor mcgregor this is nothing new before he left the sport when he came back everybody wants to fight him he's the biggest draw in the sport he breaks records every time he steps into the octagon and everybody who fights him gets a payday uh i know a lot of people were claiming that donald cerrone didn't make that much against him but i'm pretty sure he made up he made up in the six figures which in my opinion is a good amount of money it's not as much as uh people would expect but six figures for fighting come on man that's, that's a deal right there. And, uh, anyways, I did see after Justin Gaethje beat Tony Ferguson, you know, he's talking about how he's the A side now, which he is, he is the, he he has the interim lightweight belt, uh, and Connor really wants to fight him. And I know they were supposed to fight back in January, but Connor chose cowboy. Um, and I don't blame him for that. Uh, he'd been, he'd been away from the sport for, um, almost a year and a half. And you know you don't want to come back and fight a top tier guy like Justin Gaethje. Um, I, do I think he would have beat him? Yes, I still think he would have beat him, but he did choose to cal- fight Cowboy the first time. So now Justin Gaethje it's kind of the cards are flipped, tables flipped, and now Gaethje has the say so, and he wants to fight Khabib first. But we'll see how that, we'll see if that goes down. Uh, I know Khabib and Justin Gaethje have been and the UFC have been targeting September for for khabib's next title defense which is great he's uh defended the belt he's fought seven times in the past like 10 years but it's nothing really new there. not surprising at all um champions fight less champions do fight less when they become champions that's just part of the sport but uh i do wish our lightweight champion would fight a little more but it's fine um there are things that get in the way the coronavirus he was gonna fight Um, In April, he's gonna fight Tony Ferguson. So, and we all we all know who that how that went, and don't want to talk about it. Let's push that to the side and never talk about it again. But Conor McGregor and Justin Gaethje, I think that would be a fantastic fight. It would be two of the best strikers in the lightweight division facing off against one another. So that's one of like four potential bouts for Conor McGregor. Another one that people have been talking about, um, more so, just a couple people in the media. Conor hasn't said anything about it. Was Conor and kamaru usman which was something that kind of came out of nowhere um someone actually on twitter had it was just a some semi-popular kind of had a a semi i don't know medium to large following on twitter just had just randomly made up um that there were talks between connor and usman for fighting for the welterweight title and it kind of picked up steam and everyone started sharing it and eventually got to the ufc got to some of the ufc media and then it got to kamaru usman and then he addressed it. Uh, he basically just said more of the same than he says to everybody. He has the same kind of trash talk. He just said, it wouldn't be fair. It'd be legal murder. Um, why do you guys want to see him get killed? Why do you want to see me retire the Irishman? All this stuff. Um, and I agree a little bit. Uh, I I think Connor is too small for Usman. Usman is very strong. But also at the same time, Nate Diaz is really big too. But... I think Kamara Usman's wrestling and his power his powerful wrestling would just completely tire Connor out and it would, would it would be a boring fight. On the flip side, I do think Usman has a big enough ego to to want to stand and bang with Connor, which is another as a whole other thing. Um Connor has one of the best defensive fighting styles in the UFC. Uh definitely in the lightweight division, probably the best. Um he doesn't get hit often. He hits hard, he hits like a like a train like a freight train and i think if usman's ego got the best of him and he was to stand and bang with connor connor could do some damage um i just i just don't see that happening though i don't see this fight happening at all i don't know why it picked up steam at all i don't i just don't think it's going to happen but the last the third kind of i guess technically before this one connor and a diaz that trilogy fight's always been there um it's always an option for the ufc it would sell pay-per-views um if they had a gate if they had uh, fans in their arena, it would it would completely sell out in a heartbeat, probably faster than Connor's comeback fight with Cowboy. But I don't I don't see that happening either because I don't I don't see Nate Diaz fighting anymore. I don't think he should fight anymore. Uh, he looks like he's taken a step or two out of his game and he's just slow. Um, and I think Connor would finish him if they were to rematch. But that's kind of besides the point. Um, the third one is just Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal has been. Um, he's been talking about fighting connor since connor's comeback fight um he, he showed up in attendance was begging for a fight begging for a call out and connor's expressed interest in taking the bmf belt from him i know the bmf belt is a one-time things what dana white said he said he wants to stick with real belts and i know connor feels the same but he just wants all the belts he he's said it before he said it years ago to tyron woodley backstage um he wants all the belts and and I would love to see any of those three fights happen. The one I want to see the most, though, is Connor versus Gagey, because that will put him straight back into title contention. Um, it would get him a rematch with Khabib, which is inevitably going to happen. Um, and I just want to see Connor back at 155. I think he's the perfect size for 155. He's, he's fast. He's, he's tall enough. The average height of lightweight division is around his height, maybe a little shorter. Um, and he's got power. He's got a lot of power. You could tell um, with his strikes when he was fighting Cowboy that he's got power. He's got some strength. And I just want to see him stop meddling in the welterweight division and because I, I think he is the king of the lightweight division, or I, at least I want him to become the king of the lightweight division again. So we'll see how this plays out, but Conor has a lot of options, and the UFC should be able to book a fight for him soon. Um, the second-to-last topic I wanted to talk about was just the fact that Colby Covington uh i saw a couple about a week ago i believe or five six days ago i saw that the america uh, actually i didn't see it myself i didn't catch myself i don't look into these kind of things and um actually at first i thought it was just people overreacting because it happens all the time athletes will unfollow a team on instagram or twitter um or get taken from their website and it never actually means anything it's usually maintenance or something or them starting over i know julio jones on the falcons it's my favorite nfl team he he unfollowed them deleted his account but it was nothing he was just he was just getting himself rejuvenated with the new social media starting from scratch but it's true colby covington was removed from american top team's roster on their website and he talked to ariel hawani and broke the news that he left american top team um colby colby kind of had his usual antics talking trash calling everybody a bunch of nicknames and basically he said he still has a lot of respect he still is very close with dan lambert the owner of american top team but he just said things weren't working out because dan lambert had enacted a no trash talking policy and then colby immediately was talking trash you know he was talking about um Joanna Janjacek about how they they messed around they messed around they had a fling and then Colby was talking trash to Jorge um Dustin Poirier all this kind of stuff and it just looked like it was time for them to part ways and I like this move um it's hard it's really hard to focus training when you got a bunch of guys that want to kill you for real um and also I just I think it's a good move for any fighter to move gyms to learn a new style and just better themselves as a fighter and just propel their career uh, propel their style change their style because lord knows colby covington is a great fighter i think he's the second best fighter in the welterweight division kamara usman obviously is is the best um he beat colby covington knocked him out was able to stand and bang with him which is not something we're used to when it comes to kamara usman um but colby covington needs to add some parts to his game no fighter is perfect um the best fighters are ones that are learning things every day um, every time they train, every time they step into the uh, into the training room, put those mitts on. Anytime, anytime they go into a fight camp, they're going to be learning something new. Um, or else they're going to get left behind and get stuck in the old generation and eventually be forgotten. Uh, a lot of fighters have done it. But I think Colby Covington needs to go to a gym that specializes in kind of fancy footwork, maybe fancy head movement. Because his head was on the center line and it was so easy for Usman to snap his head back with his jab land some powerful um crosses and straights on him um so i would love to see colby covington join um another gym that doesn't mind his antics because we all know it's to sell pay-per-views it's to it's to get people to to watch the fights because a lot of people will tune in to see him lose but it still makes him money whether you like him or not it's a buy is a buy so a view is a view in the ufc's eyes so i would love to see colby join a gym that can deal with his antics, and that can teach him some head movement maybe. Um, And then, of course, he should keep on with that that pressuring style with his insane, otherworldly, unhumanly, godlike cardio. Um, Keep with that pressure. Keep with the kind of grazing shots and wrestling. And I think it's a formula to become champion one day. I think, like I said, he is the second best welterweight fighter in the UFC. So I would love to see that rematch against Usman, and I would like to see some wrestling next time. Um, but that's a topic for another discussion so moving on to the last actually i got two more things to talk about there's so much to talk about guys this is exciting exciting time to be a ufc fan it's been exciting the past few years but the the next thing i wanted to talk about was actually the news that peter yan and jose aldo are actually they actually agreed to and they're going to fight for the vacant bantamweight title so henry cejudo uh, was a man of his words he actually did retire he did vacate the belt and He is now retired from the UFC and taken out of the bantamweight rankings And now Peter Yan and Jose Aldo are fighting for the bantamweight title So this is this is interesting for me because Jose Aldo is another fighter that's coming off of a loss, but he's getting a title shot uh, But I do think that he's deserving because most people except for Marlon Marais thought that Jose Aldo beat Marlon Marais last fight so the UFC said Dana White said that they're treating this last Jose Aldo fight with Marlon as a win and then moving forward and he's going to get the bantamweight title shot and I think he's well deserving of that um Peter Jan on the other hand um I don't get the hype I I don't get the hype with Peter Jan he his best win was over a washed up old no chin uh butt chin (laughs) no offense to the legend Uriah Faber like that's his best win um and he was getting pieced up in that fight. Again, Uriah Faber was landing clean shots on him. There was just no pop in those punches. Um, and I just... I I don't understand the hype with Peter Yon. People act like he's a godsend. Um, we'll have to see, though. I I I just I do think Jose Aldo is going to beat Peter Yon and he's going to be the new bantamweight champ. And then I think Henry Cejudo will come back after he negotiates with the UFC. Um, I don't think Henry's going to stay retired. I think he's going to wait it out and then have some epic historical comeback something like that um i don't know if Dominic cruz is still going to fight algerman sterling is another threat um big threat in that division uh same with marlon Marais. Mar- marlon 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 last lost or he won his last fight technically but he's always been a powerful striker it's just he has cardio issues it seems like it might be mental um i know he goes he goes for the throat goes for the jugular tries to get the finish really early on and that might be the the reason why he's had cardio issues or or just mental, he lacks mental awareness, I'm not sure. Um, but he's a sh- very, 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 very good striker. He's got great kicks, great leg kicks, great head kicks, great switch kicks. He's just a good striker, and I think he's also a threat in the bantamweight division. So that, without even losing Henry Cejudo, I think the bantamweight division, um, Cody Garbrandt, we got Cody Garbrandt. He's fighting, um, I forget who he's fighting for his comeback fight. And then we also have TJ Dillashaw is coming back. So we got a pretty stacked Bantamweight division, even without Henry Cejudo. That's the top three divisions in the UFC right now, in my opinion. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm glad the Bantamweight division's getting some more excitement up in there. Um we'll have to see how this plays out, but I do predict Jose Aldo will beat Peter Jan. I'm not sure I'm not sure the method for that, but I'll discuss it in the future. I'll kinda of go through the intangibles and the X's and O's and then um after watching a few of their fights and a few more of their fights and after studying them I'll I'll go back to you guys and get my official prediction on that the last thing I wanted to talk about um was, was great news that it looks like John Jones is leaving the UFC and it looks like he is vacating the light heavyweight title which is great news to me so if you guys know me if you personally know me or you've listened to the podcast you know that I am a big I used to be a big John Jones fan I defended him through all the scandals, uh, the crimes the PEDs, the ROIDs, the doping, whatever you want to call it, all the millions of things that he did, he's trying his hardest. He tried harder to lose fans than he did to defend his belt and keep his belt um, and stay off the streets and stop doing dumb stuff. But this last time around, um, his his DUI wasn't what caused me to not be a fan. I just was tired of his bullying tactics. Um The way he insulted Anthony Smith after Anthony Smith's house was broken into. Um, The way he kicks people when he's down. um, Him bullying Tony Ferguson for his mental health. um, Joking with him about how he's suicidal. and That kind of stuff just doesn't fly with me. I I don't like bullies. I like bad guys in the UFC. I like Colby Covington. Michael Bisping was enjoyable to watch. Um, John Jones was kind of fun when he was the bad guy, but he wasn't running people over and crashing into pregnant ladies' cars and i don't want to rant too much but i'm just really excited i really hope that he does actually pull through and leave the ufc because he's not a draw anymore people the few people that tune into his fights watch to see him lose and apparently he was asking for a lot of money um him and dana white are notorious for lying though and each person's kind of like poking at the tiger pulling the tiger's tail so i don't really know who's telling the truth but i don't care if john Jones leaves the ufc it's a win-win because the light heavyweight division might actually get exciting again and the ufc will finally stand up to and punish john jones for all the crap that that they had to deal with through the years all the times john jones was defended by dana white and the fans were upset and the fighters were upset um the media was upset everybody was upset this is this is great news if john jones leaves the ufc um no love lost for me no tears will be falling for me i'm i'm glad to see john jones leave the ufc whoo um that that's it right there um pretty pretty lengthy podcast uh if you look at the average run time for my podcast episodes lately but there's a lot to talk about a lot to come in the future um i didn't really they don't really have anything to say about tyron woodley and gilbert burns um i think tyron woodley should retire i don't think he should fight anymore um Tyron looked like Anthony Smith and Diego Sanchez in their last couple fights. They just looked like... He looked like a deer in headlights. He didn't look like he knew what was going on in there. It was kind of sad to see because um, Tyron Woodley used to be a, a beast. Uh, I don't think he's the best welterweight in UFC history. Um, I don't even think he's the second best lightweight or uh, welterweight champion in UFC history either. I think that goes to Matt Hughes. Um, we all know who the GOAT is, welterweight, GSP, but... I don't wish anything bad on Tyron. I ho- I hope that he can find other successful ways of making a living. Um I just think he should retire from the UFC. I mean a lot of people were r- ranting and raving about Gilbert Burns. He's he's got really good cardio. He's got he's he's good in the clinch game. He's got some hard shots. Um he's got a really good attitude. He's a good sport. But I want to see him fight Colby Covington. I want to see him fight A fighter that won't just stand there like a punching bag because anybody will look good against a punching bag um so all respect to Gilbert Burns of course great 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 performance um he showed up um did that little scream at the end in the empty arena and I just would like to see Tyron Woodley retire just I don't want to see him taint his legacy anymore but that all being said that's the end of this podcast I hope you guys enjoyed stay tuned and thank you for listening Peace out.